Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance. This is your host, Mark Miller. Hi, this is Mark Miller for OWASP 24-7, and I'm talking to Jason White and Rick Lawson from the WebGoat team. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Jason, I see here that uh, you're the, the front-end project manager for the project. Can you give us the 30,000-foot overview of what is the project about? WebGoat is a purposely insecure Java web application to uh, use to teach about secure coding as well as, as as how to identify vulnerabilities and security issues in, in web applications. At least uh, that's what it is for me. Rick, you're the, the, uh, the senior developer for the non-UI sense. Do you have a different perspective of the project than Jason does? No, I think the project is, um, you know, it's a great tool. Um, I used it several years ago, you know, before I started contributing to it, and, and like Jason said, its primary purpose in life is to, you know, provide an easy way to train developers on security issues. It's got a clever way of doing that. It says, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a web application. I got a lot of security holes, and why don't you come work through these lessons and, and hack me, and as you hack me, you'll learn, which I think is a very powerful way of learning about security. Definitely. Can you give me a use study where you've seen it used before? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's used in a lot of corporations. Um, I've used it at a couple of different jobs that I was at. You know, it has a lot of common vulnerabilities in there. You know, let's take one, for instance, uh, SQL injection. You know, big security problem has been for years. You know, you can work your way through web gateways and cover SQL injection, come to understand, you know, what it is, how to exploit it, and and then from that you learn how to prevent it. They'll never be 100% secure code, just like they'll never be 100% bug-free code. But a tool like WebGoat, it helps you up your game a little bit. And these days, you know, you just have to listen to the news. All of us as developers have to try to write as secure a code as, as possible. And so to that end, you know, WebGoat is, is, is a good way to sharpen your skills. Jason, as we think about the way that uh, Rick just described it, it seems to me that something like this should belong in a in a university too, as part of the coding curriculum. Yeah, from my understanding, there are some universities that are using them now. I don't, I don't know if uh, Bruce could answer that better. Unfortunately, he's not with us. I don't know if it was from a like an information assurance program, like a security program, or if it was from a, a coding program, but. I think that's a not just from the the university aspect, but from the and Rick could probably attest this as well, but from a day to day although it sounds like his company and his experience is slightly different from mine, it's not a regular part of the software development life cycle and coding process in many cases to say, Hey, what what are we gonna do as far as security as we build this? So, uh you know, if this helps awareness, you know, and gets that if it gets in the universities early in an earlier stage uh, in front of people, I think that would be great. 
Yeah, I think one of the main problems with the educational system in teaching coding is they don't talk about security. It's not included as part of it. Yeah, I, th- I think Rick and I are just sort of uh, security-conscious developers as the best way I could put it. The more I've, I've, I've delved into this, the more I realize it's really, it's really about quality code. It's really about it's, it's another sort of, not bug, if you will, but it's just a, it's another use case that you have to account for. You know, it's another set of use cases that you have to account for. Is not all people are not all users are going to play by the rules. You mentioned Bruce. That's Bruce Mayhew. What does Bruce have to do with the project? Um, well, Bruce is Bruce is the lead on the project. The out the the outright lead on the project has been, as far as I know, for a number of years. I unlike Rick, I didn't really use web before I got involved in the project. I had been looking for a project to get involved in, and this was the best skill set match for me. Rick, do you want to add anything in there as far as Bruce? I mean, he's 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 webgoed at OWASP.org. That's, he's the one with that email address. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And Bruce is the uh, he's the webgoat uh, webgoat daddy. Um, he's our benevolent dictator for life. So you know he. Uh, he, he definitely sets the direction for the project, and uh, you know he's written a ton of the code and, and has all the background. So if you want to know something about WebGoat or why it is the way it is, Bruce is the guy with with all the answers there. Uh, Rick, as you as you're forward looking here too, and you know where the the direction is going, what are you currently working on, and and how is that morphing into what you guys are planning for the future? Yeah, so we just did a release, um, 601, and that's a new uh, new user interface for WebGoat. You know, WebGoat's been around for a while, I think over 10 years now. And, um, you know, any app that's that old, it, uh, you know, needs some updating. And um, WebGoat's user interface was, for instance, it was written in the days before Ajax was a big deal, and so it kind of had the you know, an older interface look and feel to it. And so we've tried to address that in 601. And that's all, you know, Jason did a lot of great work there as well as um, uh, designer um, that's on the team. Um, yeah, Allie. We also did some initial refactoring at the back end to make it more modular because, again, you know, 10 years ago with what we knew about Java and, and coding practices, you know, um, we know a lot more today. We can write a lot more modular, testable code, you know, service-oriented code. We took a first step with 601, but we've got a lot of, lot of really great plans for the next couple of releases. You know, we want to make it as easy as possible to contribute to WebGo. We want to make it easy to drop new lessons into WebGo and to write new lessons. And uh, to that end, you know, we want to continue this process of updating the code base and publishing a spec for lessons and some sample lessons so that if you know if you've got an idea about a lesson so there's something in your company that you keep bumping into and you decide well wait a minute other people have this problem too why don't i just write a lesson you know today you'd have to go into the web code and understand a good bit about web code in order to author that lesson we're going to try to make that easier we're going to try to make that where you can just Download a sample lesson, open it up, and you don't even necessarily have to know anything about Java. You can just go in, start writing your lesson, 
put in your, uh, you know, any kind of localization for different languages, any kind of help files and hints, and then bundle that up and deploy that into WebGoat. So the big, the ultimate goal is to provide WebGoat with lessons and then have WebGoat be a container for security lessons. So we're trying to separate out WebGoat, the container, from WebGoat, the security lessons. Well, when you say lessons, what are you talking about specifically? How long would a lesson be? How hard would it be to write one? You know, it depends on the security topic that you're trying to address. But some of the lessons are, you know, that, for instance, there's one lesson that just illustrates the basics of HCP, you know, submitting an HCP form with one parameter and then seeing how that parameter is handled on the server side. And then, you know, that's a very short lesson. So somebody could, that was a developer, I think, and Jason, you correct me, you know, if, with what you think, but I, I think that would be a pretty quick lesson. If it were external web code, it might just be three files. It might be a file that's the logic, one file that's the user interface, and then another file that's the uh, solution. Well, I guess maybe four, because you, you, if you wanted to provide a hint along with it. But, you know, it could be something as simple as that, or obviously it can get a lot more complicated if you have a very yeah, I mean, complicated security topic. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that's going to be driven by your topic. One of the things Rick is alluding to is there's, we're, we're trying to build in, it, we're trying to, I guess, uh, bridge the existing support and make it easier. Again, the overall effort to make it easier because there are there are aids in WebGoat like there are hints. Like, for example, if, if you're doing a SQL injection lesson, you know, it might say, hey, look in your proxy at what's being sent in here or, you know, look at this variable or something like that. And then the final hint might be type or one equals one, you know, the whole SQL injection string into your to your box where it actually just gives you the answer. So we're building, uh, we're, we're actually bridging across existing features in there, like actually tracking how many hints you look at, things like that. But we want to make the, the offering of that a little easier to do, you know, as, as Rick alluded to, kind of separating the container from the content. It seems to me that the ask from the OWASP community from you guys then is to provide more lessons. Yeah, I mean we we've got to get to a we got to get to a point where we're ready to tell people how to do that. But um, we've we've already started down that path. Keith, uh, who's been helping out with the project, he put together a survey for us, and and uh, again Bruce will be able to speak to the results of the survey better right now. But we were trying to gauge, you know, who wants what lessons taken out, what lessons need to be added, those things. I mean, one of the ones off the top of my head is is I don't see an XXE lesson in there, and that's a very that's still a very relevant topic. Um, would be good to have in there. Is there a roadmap? Do you guys know where you're headed? Yeah, I think um, three, two to three years is um, that's a pretty long time in the development world. So it. That might be a little far out for us. I know definitely over the next year we could get this lesson plug-in architecture in and get some people that aren't necessarily job experts to be able to author lessons and contribute and then have more more features of WebGoat that make it easy to... You know, our goal should make it as easy as possible to use WebGoat, not only for an individual who's trying to teach themselves, but... Say you know, say you're the security expert for your company, and you want to run a lab, and have and train you know students 
classes of students and you want to use WebGoat, well, then there's features there that WebGoat needs, you know, because obviously if you're teaching 20, 30 people security lessons, you want to know which lessons did they get through, which lessons took longer, you know, what lessons, like as Jason was saying, you know, which lessons did you have to look at all the hints on? Well, maybe that lesson isn't written that well, or maybe it's just a really hard topic. But if, you know, so I think those kind of features, you know, make it super easy to run, super easy to author lessons, and easy to get the information and reports you need if you are using WebGoat in more of that lab or company setting. Well, Rick says that's correct. Um, I think I think what we have a our roadmaps somewhat rough right now because we have some refining, but we have some some goals, some uh, goals we want to achieve with it over the next while, like you mentioned, the, the, the easier to author sort of a plug-in architecture, um, just continuing to update the, the back end and as well as the front end, as well as the user interface on it, keeping those those uh, with more modern coding practices so they're more relevant to both developers and, and security people. But the other thing I think that uh, we want to achieve that Bruce has talked a lot about a lot is, is more energy. Uh, more interoperation and integration with other OWASP projects. There's a lot of good content, you know, XSS, cheat sheet on OWASP.org, all these other things that are out there. We want to be able to leverage. We're still trying to figure out ways to, but the, the general goal being to leverage content that exists there, uh, leverage the, the expertise that's already out there in OWASP. We could perceive doing things like making a, a, a ZAP baseline with, uh, using Zest or something uh, with WebGoat, be able to use other OWASP projects and and weave them in with WebGoat. There's no clear roadmap on those, but those are goals and ideas we've, we've had along the way. So I've been talking to Jason White and Rick Lawson from the OWASP WebGoat project. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you for your contributions. Hey, thanks, Mark. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance.